Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. We're coming up with Milan Lucic when Brennan Ulrich takes over the show at 150 today. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. We've already heard from Elliot Friedman and John Shannon. Pleased to be joined on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline by a member of the Emerson Oilers that got into two games back in 1989-90, the year the Oilers won the Stanley Cup. He had a 765 save percentage that year. <laughs> Mike Greenlee joins us right now. Mike, how are you that's doing? A, that's a heck of a lead-in, Bob. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got a bad connection. I think I'm going to have to hang up. <laughs> I remember you, know you guys... We uh, don't, we don't have time. We don't have time, but I wish I, well, one of these, actually later on today when I ran into you at the rink, I'll explain to you all the details of why that number is that number. <laughs> well, uh, hey, how many games do you play in the NHL? Well, a couple, couple. That's two more than the guy hosting the show did, so I have well, nothing, but right. the up, nothing but the utmost amount of respect for you. I, tell you uh, I, wish I, I wish I was a goaltender these days. They're dropping like flies. they got accountants playing hockey now, for gosh sake. No kidding. Mike Greenlay joins us for the last decade plus. He's been the uh, Minnesota Wilds uh, television analyst. Uh, he played at Lake Superior State and briefly played with the Saskatoon Blades. And we were talking, you got a great story about that, about playing in the 1988-89 Memorial Cup. I believe that was year my cousin, Peter Kozowski, who was a 130-point scorer in the Western League, uh, won that year Swift Current. But uh, who scored the eventual winner on you in overtime? I'm not to bring up some more heartbreak. This is a tough interview so far, but you got a great yeah. story on that front. No, it's it, you know it's all it's all good. It's all part of history. But uh, uh, my uh, Tim Tisdale, who played for the uh, who played for the Swift Current Broncos, uh, deflected the puck in on me in overtime, um, and he was also an Oiler draft pick. And so the very next year, we were both in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, together, and he was my roommate. <laughs> so so the uh, you know I guess uh, you know. The two guys that were were combating uh, the year before were were then friends and teammates uh, soon thereafter. What do you remember about playing in Cape Breton, Mike? Was there a, because I, I've heard a lot of stories about those years back then. Yeah, you know what, and I know it's 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 often uh, portrayed as being at the end of the earth and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and it, obviously it was a long way away from Edmonton, but. You know, it, it, what a I mean, what a terrific. I mean, if anyone ever has a chance to travel out that way i mean it's i mean yeah winters can naturally be a little bit tough i mean they get hit with a good amount of uh good amount of snow and cold and whatnot but um you know it's, it's got some of the most picturesque uh scenery you'll ever want to see in the fall and late summer um terrific terrific people uh the people were just they the people really uh kind of absorbed 
the players as as kind of their own, and they you know they they're, they're just uh, just a, it was actually a it was actually a really fun uh, kind of a, a wonderful time out there. I mean, uh, obviously you're there to play hockey, but uh, as far as living and all that, it, it um, hopefully it's not portrayed as being as being bad because it was a, it was a good experience. All right. Well, right now the Minnesota Wild are going to try to overcome uh, the loss of some massive experience on the back end. Uh, Ryan Suter, I, I, I mean, the guy has played either the most or the second most time on ice in the NHL over the last, what, five or six years since coming to many. Is there any way you can equivocate to our listeners uh, just the significance of this loss? Well, and it's uh, the significance of the minutes he plays um, – I mean, he plays in every situation. He he obviously plays in every situation to put that many minutes on the ice. You know, averages around twenty-seven and a half minutes uh, per game. And you know, he's uh, he 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 set a record for assists by a defenseman this year for the Wild at forty-four. I mean, he just he he's um, he's such a fluid and such a uh, you know you look at different players in the National Hockey League that played defense and were very effective at it uh you know uh, scott niedermeyer was was one of them you know the, a guy that looked effortless out there um even though pronger was a bigger player he seemed to have that that kind of ability to play 29 30 minutes a game and not look like he was laboring when he did it and and that's what suitors like i mean he just basically covers um every situation he does it very effortless effortlessly and he and he's and he's the kind of guy that you can put out in any situation against any matchup, and he'll provide uh, he'll provide what you need. So you don't replace that, at least not with one player. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Wild can collectively chew up those minutes and also you know be be somewhat productive um, without him there. I guess, Mike, it's further compounded by the fact that Edmonton product Jared Spurgeon is out as well. I mean, you look at this team and, you know, Suter 51 points, Dumba 46, Spurgeon 37. The Oilers don't have a defenseman, you know, in in the high 20s. So it reinforces one of the differences between the two organizations. And now the Wild are, you know, they don't have access to two of those uh, three players for the next, uh, well, next few games for sure, because I think Spurgeon's going to be back for the playoffs. But uh, that's a double whammy for this club, isn't it? It, it it's definitely i mean those are that's your top top two pair uh you know and the wild had been you know the wild had been kind of getting by i guess i'd say they they were you know they until they lost in dallas the other night they were 4-0 and 3 in their previous seven games so even though they were losing in overtime or a shootout they uh they still managed to get points and so uh now you lose your top two guys who not only eat up a lot of minutes but they also provide offense and they provide key situational minutes and uh, key matchup minutes. And so, you know, you, you lose two guys like that, and as I said, you have to, all of a sudden, you're going to be pressing guys to not only play in different roles, but play more minutes. And, you know, everyone's got, uh, and, you know, and granted, some guys, some guys excel when you give them more minutes. Some guys step up. I mean, the entire uh, Vegas Golden Knights is a good example of that. But the, the bottom line is, is when you take, uh, guys that have been playing a certain amount of minutes and you all of a sudden thrust a few more situations and a few more shifts on them, all of a sudden there's a new dynamic in their game. So some guys, you know, some guys uh, adjust well, some guys adjust poorly. So we'll see how that goes. I think a guy like Brodine will adjust well just because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a very good skater uh, and, he's, and he's good defensively and he can add 
he doesn't have the kind of offense that Suter does, but maybe with more minutes he'll be able to get some more opportunities. And Dumba's actually already done that this year because yeah. Spurgeon's been out a couple times. Uh, Spurgeon was out for nine games earlier this year. Dumba jumped up to his spot there and did a really good job. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that he was playing with Suter, but you know, I don't, I don't want to take too much credit away from Dumba. Dumba played really well when asked to elevate his minutes. So that's your top pairing right now is Brodine and Dumba, and then everyone else is going to have to filter in because you know you think of the, the remaining guys in the the bottom four, if you want to call them that, for the uh, defense for the Wild. One guy is making his debut tonight. The other guy, Nate Prosser, we picked up off of waivers from St. Louis and had played one game when we picked him up, and he's played great, by the way. And then the other two guys, the other pairing, Sealer and Murphy, both started the year and played most of the year in Iowa. So you think the three, there's three guys on your bottom four that played in Iowa for most of the year, if not all the year, and the other guy we picked up off waivers. So, I mean, those guys are going to have to find a way to uh, pick up the minutes and pick up the roles and, and be good. Let's talk a bit about Mike uh, Carson Soucy, and I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, he is uh, from our region, uh, you know, from Irma, born in Viking, Alberta, because Irma, I'm told, does not have a hospital. I know we eliminated uh, Wainwright Irma uh, in Pee Wee AA uh, in Provincial B back in 19, oh boy, I'm going to say it was 1978, 79. Or seventy nine eighty, and I think I played against Carson's dad that year, who later played for the Hobima Hawks in the Alberta Junior League, and may have played. Well, I know he played a game for the Saskatoon Blades the year that Todd McClellan was a rookie with the Blades that season. So uh, Mike Suse, and Mike is the dad's name. Uh, so there's the whole Alberta connection. What do you know about this guy? I mean, I'd like to say I saw him play with Spruce Grove, but I didn't see him play uh, in either of the two years he was with the Spruce Grove Saints. So tell me about Carson Suse. Well, I mean, he, you know, I mean, there's, it's interesting because um, he's kind of through that era and it kind of almost began when I was coming up uh, in the late eighties there, but you know, there's, there was the, there's all, always was the major junior route always. Yep. And that, that for a lot of Western Canadian uh, and actually a lot of Canadian kids period, that was the route. That's the route you took. And then as college and I, I went to college and eventually played you know, junior hockey afterwards uh, for half a season in my overage year. But, you know, most guys choose one or the other, and that's the route they take. And, um, you know, I think he was able to play um, Alberta Junior League and then uh, then move uh, to college hockey at UMD. So, I mean, he you know, you take he took a college route, and for a lot of guys, it's actually, it gives them a little bit more time to mature. It gives them a little bit more time to, to refine their game. And so, you know, Susie's a, a bit, pretty big kid, uh, plays a, a good physical style. And so it, it good for him to, you know, I mean, to take advantage of every route that he, he possibly could. And that's kind of how he moved up. So that we'll see how he does. I mean, you know, you, you never expect, I never expect too much from a guy making a step into the National Hockey League. Um, I mean, it takes pretty special players. You know, we always look at the, you know, the top two, three, four picks in the National Hockey League every year, and they step into the National Hockey League and they play. Um, but, you know, when you've got guys that are, you know, working their way up and then playing in the minors for a while and then eventually getting their shot, that's not always an easy step to just jump in and, and be effective. So I think he just wants to get in and get his feet wet. So we've talked about the D, uh, Mike. I, I, we'd be remiss without, I mean, the Eric Stahl experience in 
St. Paul with the Minnesota Wild. It's been. Did you see this happening? You know, with a guy that's. Geez, he's got to be. He's, he's turning 34 this fall. 40 goal season. It's it's been remarkable. You know what? And I remember what I said um, back when we signed him. And I and I you know I was obviously cautiously saying the only thing I said. You know what? There everything about him seems to be. Uh, in, in a good light. I mean, he's he's a big, strong guy. He's in good shape. And everyone was saying he really hasn't lost his skills. He just didn't have the support around him that would help him out. But the one thing that concerned me at the time was when people would say, and, and I'm, I'm talking about people like general managers and scouts and all that kind of thing, they would say things like, um, yeah, we're hoping that he can, you know, re- rekindle or, or or find the touch that he had, you know, and so on and so forth in so many years ago. Or, you know, and and that kind of thing always worries you because then you're saying, well, why doesn't he, why didn't he have it? And so you have to kind of dig a little bit deeper and I think I think it kind of played out that, you know, the reason why he hadn't produced like he had in the past is because he was surrounded by young guys because he was the guy on the team, he, you know, everyone was he was always playing against the top opponents, and so when he gets to the wild, they had more depth. So obviously, he would be able to filter in the lineup a little bit more, have different guys support him from a depth perspective, and the, and the core was pretty good. So he didn't always have to play against the top D pairing or the top uh, checking line or whatnot. And and I think he just he took off, got his confidence, and he, and boy, it's been. I mean, last year was terrific. This year has been even more tremendous. So uh, what a heck of a signing, and boy, he's a, he's a quality person. Final question for Minnesota Wild television analyst Mike Greenlay, who's a former member of the Oilers organization. Bob Stoffer with you. Mike, uh, we have Winnipeg Jets fans that listen to the show. They're not going to like me right now. I think the Minnesota Wild, right now, suitor injury notwithstanding, because it's significant. But I think Minnesota could t- turn out to be all wrong just because of the veteran experience and the fact that if they play Winnipeg, Connor Hellebuck, a rookie goaltender. But that's my opinion. I'd like to, I'd like to get your thoughts on a potential matchup between those two teams. Uh, you know what? I Honestly, when I, you know, as you, as you start going down the stretch and you start to ask yourself who could be potential opponents, Winnipeg wouldn't be my first choice. Um, uh, you know, out of the potential opponents, um, Nashville certainly wouldn't be a good one either. But uh, you know, Winnipeg's big. They're strong. They're skilled. Yeah, they don't have a ton of playoff experience. But you know, I think that you can out, you can skill your way past uh, that sometimes, at least initially. I, you know, yeah, they'll be excited to be there, and yeah, there'll, there'll be more pressure on them. I think uh, just based on the fact that. There, there's high expectations. They've had such a great season. They've got a good deep lineup, but they, they're they're a scary team. I mean, and, and the reason why is because you know that in the playoffs, teams can grind you down. I mean, you're not you don't play them and then go play you know a team that that's not going to beat you up very much or a team that's not going to outskate you. You're playing the same team over and over. And a team like Winnipeg, I think they can grind the heck out of you. All you know for the entire series, so that even if you do make it past them, you got nothing left when you do, and that's the only fear that I, I see when I when it, when I see Winnipeg is that they honestly could be a team that just is that formidable. And and, and I understand your point about not having a lot of uh, you know experience on your side, but hey, end of the day, 
still playing hockey. You know, these guys, you don't forget how to play hockey in the playoffs. You just have to learn how to, you know, you just have to learn how to make minor adjustments game to game because you're facing the same opponent. But um, I don't know. It, it, it'll, it'll be compelling. There's no question about that. And I hope no matter what, if these two teams face each other, I hope it's a good, solid, hard-fought, uh, entertaining, long series because that to me is what, you know, then you've earned it. Then you, you get past, you know, each other. Like one, one, one team gets past the other. Then you've earned it. And that's, that's what I expect of that series. Mike, great stuff. I uh, look forward to seeing you down at the XL Energy Center in about, uh, I don't know, 70 minutes or so. Thanks for taking time to join us once again on Orders Now. Yeah, great to talk to you. You bet. That's Mike Greenlay. Bob Stoffer with you. It's 151 in Edmonton. The best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. It has been 48-plus years for Royal Pizza. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza the Mediterranean chicken. And portions of Orders Now brought to you by World Floor Carvings. Tell them Orders Now sent you. Receive two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Carvings, where they know a little about hockey and a lot about flooring. Brendan Ulrich will have this day in Oilers history in a quick clip with uh, we'll go to Todd McClellan. Quick clip with Todd McClellan. When he wraps up the show, I'll sign off for now and tell you tomorrow, Stoffer Inspector live in studio back at Edmonton. I'll rejoin you uh, today at uh, 4.30 Edmonton time. So long for now from Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca That's ProAmSports.ca This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. One fifty-five in Edmonton. Brennan Ulrich here, back at the six thirty Chad Studio. Bob Stoffer getting set for tonight's game: the Oilers and the Wild. Here at live, right here on six thirty Chad. It's a six o'clock puck drop, four thirty face-off show. Quickly to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for thirty-eight years. Looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for twenty eighteen, New West Travel has great rates on fabulous. Cruises. We go back to 1985. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, has three goals and an assist as the Oilers beat the Kings 6-4. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. of great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. Here's Oilers head coach Todd McMullen on tonight's lineup. Uh, Nuge will not play, and Matt Benning will be a game-time decision. He's probably doubtful, uh, but we're hoping that we get both of them back uh, for the final two home games. And those final two home games will be Thursday night at Rogers Place, the Oilers and the Golden Knights, then the Oilers hosting Vancouver and the Sedin brothers for one final time as they announce their retirements uh, after this season. 
That wraps up today's show. Enjoy the game tonight. We're back with a 4.30 face-off show. Stoffer Inspector tomorrow on Oilers Now. you by Digitex. Keeping your office running like a well-oiled power play. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.